Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coach's Corner. I have another amazing interview, interview slash conversation with the fabulous Danette May. I recently met Danette. I'll tell you the story in my chat with her, but we became soul sisters almost instantly. I'm so happy to share that I'm going to be one of the speakers at her epic event, The Rise, in Denver this October. I'm going to be speaking. Alexi Panos is going to be speaking. Lori Harder, who was on last week's Coach's Corner, is going to be speaking. And there's some pretty, pretty incredible guest speakers coming that I can't say their names, but believe me, you will know who they are. They're epic. You're definitely going to want to grab your ticket soon. So let me tell you where to go. Go to theriseDenver.com. Again, theriseDenver.com. And that link will be in the show notes as well. So if you don't know who Danette May is, let me tell you a little bit about her. She's a motivational speaker, best-selling author of seven health and women's empowerment books, celebrity trainer, and mother. Danette is the founder of Mindful Health and the Rise Movement, a platform that reaches millions of women around the world. Danette stars in some of the top-selling fitness DVDs sold worldwide and is a top magazine model and frequent guest on national TV, Access Hollywood, Hallmark Home, CBS, and others. Her own rise began after losing her son during childbirth, getting divorced, and finding herself with $47 to her name, all one after the other talk about an expectation hangover, right? It was then she decided to stop being a victim and rewrite her story. She began to focus on the three pillars of healing, healing foods, healing movement, and a healing mindset. These three pillars form the foundation of every product or program she's created since then. With this simple philosophy, she's transformed her life from $47 to her name, operating as a single mother to owning a $20 million business, helping women around the world. Throughout her programs, Danette has helped millions of people step into radical self-love and a healthier body and mind. And she's going to help all of us do that today on Coach's Corner. So listen in as Danette and I chat about rising up. Danette, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you for being here. I'm excited to be here. Well, we were both so excited that we actually are recording this on a Sunday, on Mother's Day. Because <laughs> it <laughs> no. feels like friends coming together. That's what it feels like. Exactly, exactly. And happy Mother's Day, belated Mother's Day by the time people hear this, but happy Mother's Day to you. And, you know, I think that no matter if we have our own biological children or stepchildren or adopted children, as you were saying before we started to record, this is really a day about celebrating women and the ways that we mother in all different kinds of ways. And I feel like you are a mother to your own beautiful children, but you also mother women in general and really are committed to lifting us up and inspiring each other and healing any kind of old wounds around the feminine and really coming together as sisters. And I was introduced to you at Chris Harder's 40th birthday party. Our mutual friend Drew said, you two have to know each other. And I had been hearing for probably a year about, do you know Danette May? I can't believe you don't know Danette May. How have you guys not met? (laughs) And finally, we get introduced at a birthday party and it was like instant vortex recognition. We've been here before. How did it take so long to meet in this lifetime? And I'm just so happy that we're finally connected. That's awesome. Thank you for saying that exactly how I feel too. It's, 
it's interesting when you meet someone and you'll know, like you click in really quick and you can drop into like, we got into, we're at a birthday party where people are dancing and I'm wanting to like drop into this deep feminine talk with you. And and, and we were going there, but trying to be in the party too. Exactly. 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 And that's, that's what I love about where we are in, in life and in this in this dance that we're in is that, yeah, there can be, you know, great 90s hip hop and tequila in the environment, but we can still drop in and be like, what are we going to do together to uplift each other and uplift women in general? <laughs> so <laughs> um, before we, I, you know, I, I really want to, I gave your bio obviously before we started, but I always like to hear from people directly. I mentioned that you're committed to uplifting and inspiring women. Why? Why does this matter to you? Well, thank you for asking that first off. And, you know, I can talk about my bio and I can talk about specific refiners moments in my life. But what I really want to kind of hit on is there's these key moments in my life. And I think everyone has these. But I remember growing up, I was an only girl to four brothers. And I grew up in an awesome home. But I, I was a distinct difference between how my mother operated and how my father operated. And my mom was someone who had never ridden a bike, who had never done like these big adventures, like travel the world or do anything that was something that maybe was beating in her heart. She had dedicated being a mom. But I noticed as I would dive underneath the surface that there was this woman who had kind of shut down her voice, who had shut down her dreams in sacrifice. And it wasn't in like an awesome way of sacrificing, but in a kind of a way of feeling a little bit like, dang, dang, <laughs> I kind of missed out. And I, I felt that. And um, I remember one time we were sitting on the floor and, and this is not necessarily related to her body, but it did because there was something behind the body image that I found that we were going through old photos. And I picked up this photo of this, like really like looked like this bright, exuberant woman standing on a beach in a bikini. Now, the reason the bikini is significant is because I had never once seen my mom swim or ever in a swimsuit Mm. in general. So I was like, what is this you? And she was like, oh, yeah, this is me in college. And I was like, what happened to that woman that was in a bikini on a beach? I've never seen her on a beach. I've never seen her in a swimsuit. I've never seen her you know, do anything like ride a bike or really go out. And um, I I think that was the trigger moment for me of going, wow, like, I really want to make sure that I live into the fullest expression of who I am. Mm-hmm. But then of course, if you ask for that, life's going to give you <laughs> refiners moments to show and wake you up to your fullest expression of who you are. And so as a mom, I lost my son and went through a terrible divorce and financial ruin, literally a single mom with $47 to my name. And those were gifts literally wrapped in sandpaper for me to really dig deep of what is my deep why and who my why of who I want to become, my, who I want to be in the fullest expression for my daughters. And I've always had this deep burning desire that my mess couldn't be my own, that if I was to unravel myself, I must share this for other women, that we mm. must be connected in some way. Mm, I love that because I think that, that that's the key. It's like we learn through our own experiences. And for me, and I don't know if you found this, the best way to really integrate everything that I've learned and integrate my gratitude is to teach it and share it. Totally. Exactly. That's so perfectly said. That's the way I feel like I can express my gratitude as well as sharing. Yep. 
Yep. Well, and you've got something really massive coming up in terms of sharing that I am so, I get, oh my gosh, I'm getting full body goosebumps just talking about it. I am incredibly honored and excited to be speaking at and to be a part of. It's the Rise event coming up in October. Tell us about this because this is just, I feel like this is going to be a reunion of of women who are yeah. coming together. Even if we don't know each other, it just has that kind of energy. So tell us everything about it. Yes. I actually think this is, if I'm really tapping into my soul's knowing because this whole event was not something that I had planned on and something that I was striving for. So it was definitely my soul said I had to do it, scared to death to do it. And what I do feel in my soul is this is going to be the first of many dynamic um, events and live events to kick off this movement, which I believe is happening. I believe that it's, there's a lot of us women feeling it. I don't think I'm the only one. I actually feel that you feel it. I think mm-hmm. there's thousands and thousands around the world feeling this, this sense of we need to come together for a different conversation. Women are coming together more than ever. They're marching with this undercurrency of anger. They're, they're standing together, but there's this current under layer of almost like this anger and separation from whatever happened to us as women. Whereas I feel that more than ever women, that's all good and fine, but women need to come together with a different conversation. And that is a conversation that I'm going to stand on top of my stories, that I'm going to use my voice and I'm going to fall madly in love with who I am. Because when I do, then I know that I actually am impacting the planet. And that that's what I feel is happening. I feel there's this movement. I just want to bring all the women together that feel this call in one space where we can literally connect our hearts, connect our souls and, and just catapult our growth. And so that we do live out the fullest expression of who we are. Oh oh my gosh. It's, we're going to, we're going to talk more about that because you've got some incredible giveaways. You've got some incredible speakers, but I'm actually hearing the people listening to this interview right now. And they're a little distracted because they just heard you talk about being a single mom, having no money in the bank, losing your son, and now jumping to your hosting this massive epic event. And they're going, whoa, how did she teach us, share with us? How did she do that? So can we unpack a little bit? Yeah, because I think there is a gap. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> we look at women and, and I only I know about the gap because – I mean, I am you, like whoever's listening, I am you. Like I would watch women and this is what I would do. I would literally watch women and I would find them. And I usually found them on YouTube because I was broke as a joke and I would have them be my mentors. And I'd always wondered, what is that gap? Because usually these powerful, incredible women and men that you listen to and inspire to, they always had these refiners moments. So you wonder what's going on in the in-between because you don't go from $47, broke as a joke, you know, totally negative mindset, going through a lot of heartache to literally living your dreams without a lot of gap and a lot of growth and a lot of grit, really. Um, So what I did and what I would say that every one of us get the opportunity to do is I have not been afraid to really step into all the dimensions of who I am. And some people call it shadow work. Some people call it um, I don't know, therapy, I don't know, you call it different forms, meditation. Um, I wanted to get curious at how I created 
if I truly, if these gurus or these mentors were saying that I am 100% responsible for where I am in my, wherever I'm at in the moment, how did I get here? And if I'm 100% responsible of creating this massive, crazy mess, then I'm 100% responsible of creating the joy as well. Mm -hmm. And so that was the willingness to get into the shadow of who, who, where are my intentions lying? What do I say about myself and about others? Where does my judgment lie? And, and looking at that so that I can unravel and unpack that. And what I found along the way is that as I did that, it created, instead of this self-loathing, what you might think of like, oh my gosh, that looks terrible to go into this shadow work and unlayer. It actually gave me more confidence. It actually gave me more grace, more self-love. And it, and it built this confidence over time to where now I'm like, I am the master of my soul. I am a manifester. I, if I feel something and I see something, I know with 100% certainty, it will come to fruition. And I'm watching it unravel even with the rise event. And it's, and I'm always reminded at how that works, but it wasn't until I got willing to look at the deep work and do the deep work of just sitting in it, looking at it, being curious by it, giving it grace, maybe stroking it a little bit and saying, I love you. I love that little dark side of you. Where can you shine some light where you're not so that you can be in the fullest expression of who your soul is? So going back to that time, can you remember like a significant moment or choice you made that created a massive shift for you? Were there any moments where you're like, wow, this was, this was something that was a pivot, like where you broke a pattern? Oh, that's, that's really good. I don't think if I'm truly honest, I don't ever think that in the moment when a pattern or a shift or a pivot is happening, that you recognize it all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, they can come in aha moments where you're like, oh my gosh, I totally see this. And I definitely have those, but I think it's in the daily practice of being silent and really reflecting and being willing to like look at everything that you go, oh my gosh, I see the beauty in that conversation that woman had with me. She was there to help me. I was receiving the grace the whole time. I just didn't see it at the time. And it's it's in that daily practice of going, I'm going to be still. I'm, and you can call it a meditation. For me, it's just being in nature and just being quiet with myself in nature that I get to reflect. And that's where the confidence builds because I get to reflect and go, Oh, I see the grace of God or the grace of the universe in all of this. And I see that these were messengers and these were gifts wrapped in sandpaper. And then that actually gives me confidence. Right, so I wouldn't right. say there was one pivot. I think it's actually in my hardest, hardest times is when those were the greatest gifts, because that lets you unravel to your true character. I think it does. And I think it's also important. We don't do spiritual bypass that we don't go into the, Oh gosh, there's such a gift in this before we really look at the, whoa, what do I need to heal? What do I need to clear? Like, how, how did I, I don't want to say create it, but I'm the confident denominator in all these situations. Yeah. What, what, what's the kind of the deep shadow work or what's the old wound I need to go back and look at, even though it would feel much better to look for the blessings. Maybe I need to like hit some pillows right now and scream. Did you have those moments as well? Yeah. And I'm going to give you one right now. I don't even know why it's coming up because I haven't even, I've shared this with one person because mm. it's still so fresh. Mm. <laughs> 
But this, when you said creator, I want to say, actually, we are attractors of these wounds, of these shadows, of these experiences. We're just a big energy attractor of whatever we're feeling internally. That's why the work of self-love is so, so important. And it's interesting because I'm going through this movement. I am rising, this rise movement with women. I have a book coming out at the exact same time of the event with Hay House. It's called The Rise, the, the events, The Rise. I'm on this movement. I'm on this mission. And as soon as you declare that and you step into it, you better believe that the universe is going to give you cellular knowings of why you're on this mission. I had about three months ago, people within my internal community that were mentors. These are people that came to my other retreats that kissed me, told me that I was like their angel in this life, like, you know, just really beautiful things and how much I've changed their life turn and say that this movement I was doing is something of the devil that I was creating a religion. Hmm. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because it's, it's the rise of us coming together in unapologetic of being who we are and being seen and being accepted and not judged. Right. This is part of the rise. So I had to feel like I had to go through this to go, Oh, like, this is what women feel like I've been in my bubble. Okay, like that hurts. Like, where can I be still show up in love? And yes, I attracted this. Yes, I did, because I asked for it. And then the same with even my closest dear friend, not that she was saying the exact same things. This was totally different. Mm-hmm. But even her questioning me and my love for her, right? Like, it's just this universal language that is old, old DNA patterns that get to a race in a way of saying, you know, I'm not feeling seen, I don't feel validated. And so we project on other people, right? Right. And, and where can I own that? And where can I feel that and just offer healing to the person you're getting wounds inflicted from? Because here's the deal, when you when you send love, and you send forgiveness, even if they don't ask for it, you're actually healing yourself. And, and it's, it's such a beautiful thing for me to watch how this all works energetically. <laughs> what do you see energetically? What do I see? Yeah. Oh, I just see that, um, my, the things I'm going through are connected to what everyone is going through, mm-hmm. what we all feel on such an energetic level, like in ourselves or in our personal lives. Like I'm not the only one who gets accused of something or judged for something or, um, projected on, like, I'm not, I I'm just one of everyone. And, and when we can admit that, and when we can use our voice in that, it's when we go, Oh, we're doing this to each other. Right, Where can right. we like heal this so that we don't have to continue this cycle? Yeah. And th- what's so beautiful is that because we all are energetically connected to each other, the work that you did to get out of that massive, as I call it, an expectation hangover, you brought that more into the collective consciousness, collective unconscious in a lot of ways. So more people have access to being able to heal themselves. The more of us that do that work and that don't see ourselves as victim of our circumstances, that see ourselves as no matter what, no matter what's happening, no matter what's going on with my health or my finances, I have all the inner resources I need to be able to get to the other side of it. And of course, rely on our outer resources too, our our friends, our coaches, our guides, all those kinds of things. But I just really want to acknowledge the, the work that you did, Danette, because it wasn't just for you. Yeah. It wasn't just for you. And that's why I think there's such a shift in why an event like Rise is so powerful is because we're starting to see past the separation. 
And I think that the illusion of separation is what's created jealousy among women. Mm-hmm. If you have this, I don't. And oh, maybe you can get up from down on your knees from that terrible experience, but you don't understand my story. I'm not that strong. I can't do it. And what your story and your mission is really presencing for all of us is, yes, you can. You are no different. You are me. I am you. And especially as women in this time where we're so connected and supported by feminine energy, like don't you just feel like it's so much more accessible even in our lifetime and, and, you know, we're, we're not even halfway through our lifetime yet, God willing. But I have seen since us from when I was a little girl to being a grown woman now, the rise of the feminine and just see the way we can access that power and that empowerment. It's just so much easier to grasp than I think it was in our mother's generation. Mm, that's an interesting concept. And I'm sure we could go down the rabbit hole because I'm wondering if it was always there. It's just that women were so good at like pretending and shoving things down in mm-hmm. quiet. And there feels like there's this revolution boiling of women being like enough, enough already. And then when one woman does it, like I think of it's interesting how this rise movement's happening because two women in particular that were big on my rise was Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote Eat, Pray, Love. Mm-hmm. And Lennon Doyle, who wrote Love Warrior, mm. those books like cracked me wide open. And more of the the way it cracked me open was this raw vulnerability of them sharing. Right. And I'm like, whoa. So it's like, I think it's this women stepping into this more and more makes us feel like we can roar a little louder. We can step into our vulnerability a little bit more. We can love those parts of us that we thought we should just hide and push down. And it's cool because they are talking with me because they want to be at this event and they want to present and they want to like pour love because they believe in this, that this is their mission already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just full circle, full circle, (laughs) full circle. Well, tell us more about what's going to be happening at the Rise event. Yeah. So what's going to be happening? And I'm just going to speak to one of you, right? Like Mm -hmm. all of you, just because we can talk as the collective, but this is what my intention is. And this is what I see is happening is yes, we're coming together. Yes, there's going to be sisterhood and connection. And even for the one of you who's thinking, not me, though, I'm shy. I'm an introvert. Mm -hmm. It will happen to you. So just just know. And it's not happening in the cheerleader way because I also know you, that girl who's like, I'm done with the cheerleader talk. Um, It's going to be about you connecting to your voice, to your truth, to your knowing. And so I see one woman stepping in there in this container of this vortex and letting you get into tapped right into this DNA remembrance of your power, where you came from, where you're going and be unapologetic about it. And I see that happening one, 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 and just trickling through this whole container so that when we're together, it's just going to feel like a vibration craziness. (laughs) But it starts with one. And I know that each woman is going to feel it. Let's talk about that feeling word, because I felt that when you first started talking about the rise. And as women, we are, our bodies and our feelings, our senses, not not our reactions, not our emotions that are created by thoughts, not things like anxiety and fears that are created by judgments and thoughts, but our gut feelings, our intuitive feelings, the the sensations we have in our body. Like I said, I was having goosebumps before. That is one of our superpowers, I think. And so I want to know from you, 
were you always so well, well, I think we always have been connected, but then we have temporary amnesia and we go maybe a little more into our head and a little more into our masculine energy. Did that happen for you? Did you go a little bit more into the masculine energy? Not that that's bad, but it's just more about logic and reason and thought and pro con lists and oh, everything like that. Oh, the in particular? Well, just in or- your life, just in your life. And then, <laughs> and then. Probably minutes. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, right now when I'm analyzing your question in this moment. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, love it. Christine. Yes. So this is, this is part of the grace and this is part of just being like, this is the human experience. Like I can be vibing so high in one moment and literally down in 30 minutes later. And I ebb and flow like this on a daily basis. It's the real rawness of who we are. And I guarantee everyone else feels this. I've come to terms that I don't think I'm alone in this, that we can be vibing and we can feel like everything's tapped in in alignment and then we can feel out of alignment. And, and that is like our gift. I do think it's our superpower to feel sensitive and to feel like these emotions and, and we get teased for it, right? Or there's jokes around women and you never know what button to push, but it's true. It's because we're so sensitive. And when are we just going to accept that? Some of us are really sensitive and that's okay. Well, and we are really sensitive. And I think that one of the things that I talk about on this podcast and actually was in last week's episode was one of the um, side effects, we'll call it, of being a sensitive person, woman or man, is that sometimes we can take things a little too personally. Either we can take on other people's stuff or we can Mm -hmm. take things personally. Someone doesn't invite us to something, someone rejects us, we don't get a job in some way, whatever it may be. And what I always try to remember is that, yes, there's, there's my end. There's, there may be something to look at, but sometimes there's not. Sometimes my lesson is not to take it personally. And as a, as a sensitive person, not to personalize it, but get personal with the other person and go, where are they in their life that we're just not a resonance? So can you maybe share some tips for how sensitive people deal with Things that could hurt, like being rejected, being not invited, being judged in any way, because that's a big thing for women, especially women who want to speak their truth, want to start a new business, want to put themselves out there in any way. They they have this massive fear of being judged, and because they are so sensitive, it, it stings really bad if and when it happens. So I know that you're definitely a public figure. You're a sensitive person. I'm sure people have done things and said things that haven't always felt good. How have you navigated that? Yeah, the first thing I would say is just know it's always going to happen. And and then when you say, I know this is always going to happen, then you can go, okay, how am I going to react or not react if this is going to always happen? Because I can tell you right now, the yeah, one of the biggest fears I think we all have is this fear of being judged. And writing this book, The Rise, which hasn't even come out yet, I'm like terrified almost every night. Night. Sometimes I like wake up in the middle of the night and go, oh, crap, can I take that back? Mm. Hey, take that uh, manuscript back. <laughs> like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'll give you your money back. I don't, like I have deep, deep fear around it. And I don't think people see that part, right? Because I don't go around always saying it, but it's the truth. Like it will come up like a thief in the night and strangle me. And I know that I'm not alone in this. And where can I keep stepping in? Where can you keep stepping in even when you feel it? And even if someone does judge you, like, when are we going to just step in for us? Mm-hmm. And I, I think that 
you can look to people and get like some power because there's other people that have paved the way of just stepping into the judgment. But the truth is I will be judged. Mm -hmm. And am I willing to be truthful? Am I willing to step into my soul's purpose regardless? And to me, and and this is probably the question that maybe I can, I ask myself and maybe it'll help you. I always ask myself this because I feel fear a lot and I feel low. And usually it's the fear that brings me down. It's not, of what if, right? The sphere of what if, but I ask myself, what would I rather, like, would I rather honor my fear and honor, like stay kind of quiet and like, just kind of like make sure there's peace or am I, do I want to step into my soul's purpose? And truthfully, if I don't step into my soul's calling or what my soul's asking me to do, that to me feels like it's going to be 10 times more painful than slings at me or, you know, cause I feel like I'm getting asked to do things and I'm like, really? Like, really? Do I yeah. really need to do this? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. no, at the end of the day, I'm going to step in regardless. And I think everyone should step in regardless and, and just know that you would, that's less painful being judged mm-hmm. than not answering the call. Right. Because the, the, the self-judgment that could happen if we don't answer the call could be far worse. I always love to remind people that regret is far worse than risk. And mm-hmm. I say the same thing when people ask me, well, how do I get over the fear of being judged? I'm like, you, you, you just accept it. If you're, mm-hmm. you, you could walk into the grocery store and be judged and not even know it, but it doesn't stop you from going to the grocery store. You know, yeah. I mean, literally you, you could order your coffee and the person taking your order could be judging you. It's mm-hmm. happening all the time. The, the unfortunate thing about being human is that we tend to err more towards judgment than we do love and acceptance. And it's, it's, it's usually because it's an outer experience of how we are with ourselves. Most humans, we're just not that kind to ourselves at all. And that's why I think so many of us, like you and I are so committed to teaching self-love because I know for me, that's been my greatest lesson. Has that been your greatest lesson? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And there's a saying that says what someone thinks about you is none of your business. Right. And I, I say that a lot to myself because I do know that we all are dealing with pain and you and I do know when I judge others, it's because of my pain. Mm-hmm. And so if someone's judging me, it's because of their pain. It's because of what they're feeling, their insecurities, mm-hmm. the reflection I'm sharing with them on something that's going on inside of them that I may never know about. So just sending grace to that and let's say I'm going to be an opportunity for them to reflect on themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, just because that's where I'm, if I'm judging, then it's really my own stuff. Exactly. It really is. It really is. And in that moment, and, and that's the other thing is as a human being, I don't know that I'm ever going to be judgment free. Like there are times, day, every day I judge something about myself, about another person. In a lot of ways, it's how our, our brain and our, like the reptilian part of our brain analyzes things and, and takes in information. But as we grow in consciousness and we remember that we are spiritual beings having a human experience, we can go, oh, I forgive myself for judging. Forgive myself for judging in this moment. How can I move back to the truth? How can I move back to the truth about me, to the truth about this other person? How can I see this person in front of me, no matter how much they may be annoying me or no matter how much I may be judging them or fear they're judging me, how can I see them as me? How can I see them as one and and take off the judgment, because at the end of the day, judgment doesn't feel good. We're so afraid of being judged by others, but also when we're judging others, that doesn't feel good either. And Mm -hmm. whenever we're comparing ourselves to someone else, we're not only judging them because judgment can be judging someone is better than you, but we're judging ourselves. So it's a, it's that 
practice of one, observing while we're doing it, right? And then forgiving ourselves in that moment so that we don't go down that rabbit hole. That's something that works for me is I just catch myself and then I say, whoo, I forgive myself for judging and I shift back. Are there any tools or practices that work really well for you? Um, with judging? Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's just me, me reflecting. If I judge someone or I'm judging something, I look at it and go, Ooh, where's the work that I need to look at that? Because I tend to not actually judge the smaller things as much anymore. I tend to judge the bigger controversial things. And Mm. then I go, Ooh, let me look at that and look at where there might have been some maybe past trauma that I'm not sure remembering Mm -hmm. or what is it triggering? And then that gets to be my work. And I, I really look at it more as a curiosity thing and and forgive myself for judging because it's just, it's an opportunity to actually, for me to be curious. And I think that takes me more off the hook, right? Where I can go, Oh, I'm going to go down this little curious avenue and go back to myself. And I don't have to feel heavy about it. I don't have to even come up with a solution. I just get to be curious. I love that. I think curiosity, I've talked about that on the podcast too is one of the most underutilized (laughs) skills that's so incredibly wonderful and powerful. And it's why kids are, are, it's so hard to be offended by a child. And and kids are so in the present because they're just curious. They can just walk up to somebody and ask a question. And because it rides on the energy of curiosity, no matter what it is, they're acknowledged, you know, they get their answer. And if we could just be more curious about everything in life, more curiosity, less judgment connects us back to that that playful energy. Um, so curiosity is one of my favorite things to talk about. So is courage. And I remind people that courage is in the absence of fear. It's moving forward even when you're scared, especially when you're scared, because sometimes we just are. There's uncertainty. Mm-hmm. There's a big task in front of us. And I know a lot of people listening have ideas about things they want to do, just like you are doing the rise. I'm sure there are other people listening who want to do a workshop or want to write a book or or take a vacation, whatever it may be, have a intuition, have a dream, have a goal, but they just can't seem to get moving on it. They're coming up with all kinds of excuses and fears and other people are doing this and will people come and I'm not ready and I need to polish my website more, whatever it may be. When you are planning something and hosting something like The Rise, do you ever have to overcome any of those fear obstacles? Are there ever moments where you almost talked yourself out of it? And if so, (laughs) if so, how do you move forward anyway? Oh my gosh. Yes. So (laughs) all the time, Mm -hmm. I remember actually it was about exactly a year from when the rise is starting. I'd already declared we were doing it. We'd already put all the money down and anyone who does large events knows this is not a moneymaker. So we'd already put all the money down, locked in the, cause we're doing it at the Denver convention center. So that's no joke location and already had hired an event planning team, right? So everything had been laid down like a year before this actual date, because I just went and said to my team, this is what we're doing. Like I was operating from my soul. But then once I got into my conscious brain, I was like, Oh, whoa, wait a minute. Like, what was I thinking? Mm. Uh, I actually don't want to do this. Like, and I, I, I actually, it happened at night. It tends to happen at night for me. It's like my deep seated subconscious part of me comes out and I go, I had like this two hour wrestling match while my husband's sleeping next to me. Like, I don't want to do this. How do I like, let him know that like somehow I'll make up the money. Like I'm not doing this. I'm scared. 
and and I was scared of being seen on this stage because it's going to be a lot of bodies in the audience. Like I just knew there would Mm be. And so, and I was even like, then I went to like, you've never sold an event that big. Like what makes you think you can do that? (laughs) And it's so funny. Like my brain did that. And I just surrendered because I was getting into like a massive, massive rabbit hole panic And I just prayed and I was like, you asked me to do this. Like, I did not ever have this on my vision board, in my goals. You asked me to do this. So if you ask me to do this, I ask you to help me. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I did that, like, I believe so much that we're supported by an unseen forces. Like there's many different unseen forces and it doesn't even matter what you believe because I know they're there. That when you ask and you just allow yourself to be in that receiving and knowing, then it will pan out. And and I have to do that day, like a lot. Like it's not daily anymore, but because I've asked and I will ask over and over. And I'll be like, you asked, you've got to pave the way. Yeah. Like you've got to open up whatever you want these people to receive. And I have to say, that's why I felt called to you, Christine. I didn't really know you. And I, I didn't even, and that's the interesting thing. I hadn't listened to your podcast. I'd heard that you were an amazing person and I loved diving into you at Chris's party. <laughs> but I, but I like was sitting in meditation and this is how it works for me. I'll be in my med cause I do the daily practice. Right. And then a name will come in and I'll be like, Oh, what's this? And then it will lead me like, and so I was like, all right, I'm going to talk to Christine. Like she's supposed to be there for whatever message is going to come out of her mouth. Someone needs to hear it. Hundreds of people need to hear it. Maybe thousands need to hear it, but she has to be there. And so I don't know if Christine can, I just know she will. Like that's, <laughs> it, It's interesting how that feels for me. Like, and people look at me and kind of go, Oh, you're going to get that big name to come on. Yep. That like I felt it and I saw it and and it will always happen to turn out. Mm. And I think it's because it's bigger than me. It's bigger than all of us. And it's not really my thing. It's not like this is a call that has been asked of of us to come together. So that's I actually want to turn it on to you, Christine. Mm. This is your <laughs> I'm curious because I felt called to have you. And yes, now since then. I didn't even hadn't even heard you speak prior until I saw you at bliss speaking. And I know that things can shift. And I know that actually right before the event, like day night before you may shift depending. That's how I know. I feel that you're so tapped in and you're so willing to remove the ego that you will maybe even shift what you're going to say the night before the hour before to show up in the fullest expression of what you need to do to help another person. Like this is the only knowing I have. And that's the only knowing I really care about is the people that will show up like that. Um, and so I want to ask you what's coming up now and it might change. We all know this, but what's coming up now for you that you feel that you would be sharing? Because I know your listeners are like, Christine's going to be there. You know, you'll probably know, like if you go to the website, you'll know all these other different speakers. Some of them are secrets. Cause I like to tell <laughs> you what you think you're coming for. But, um, I want to hear from you. Like, what do you think's boiling inside of you right now that you feel called to share? Mm. Well, I've always felt that this is going to be an activation for women, like a, a reminder of who they truly are. And I feel like, that's part of what's going to come through in my message is you've been here before, you know what to do. You made an agreement to be here on this planet in this time, in this female body, and you have a call. And I feel that 
what I'm going to say <laughs> versus the resonance of it. Like what the words aren't going to matter as much as the resonance, but my intention is to be an activator, to be a catalyst, to be an initiator for a woman to remember who she truly mm-hmm. is and remember who she's, what she's truly here for. And, you know, I'm learning so much about contrast right now, Danette. Just a brief example. The message I'm getting so loud and clear in my head is it's important for me to move forward in certain aspects of my life. Yet I have a fractured foot and I can barely walk. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. So, and that's as, as human beings is how we learn in, in that contrast. And so that's another message and thing that I think I feel at this, at this point I'm going to be talking about is the contrast is even your story of being that in that lowest low and how that led to this, the rise base and everything else that you do and how the, not to resist the contrast, not to resist those moments where things you'd like things to be and look different, but the way they are is actually perfect. If we can see beyond the illusion of what is and really look to what am I learning from this? And, you know, then if time permits, there's, I do, I do feel like there's going to be someone on stage with me, someone from the audience who's going to have a question or a roadblock who I will bring up on stage and coach live in front of everyone who I feel will be a, um, whatever happens through her and through her question and her words and her experience will be something that every woman in the audience can relate to in some way. And the shifts that she experiences on stage will be contagious because she will be doing the work. Cause that's the thing. If I'm talking about the contrast, it'd be amazing to have the experiential experience of someone doing the work, having the integration, having the aha and having the audience be part of that and witness to that and know that as this one woman is on stage receiving the coaching, doing the processing, receiving the healing, it's act, being activated inside of them as well. Woo! I love that. <laughs> <laughs> that is so exciting. I'm just beyond excited for this event. Me and too. Oh, we've been talking beyond our time, but I do want to say to a woman and to someone who's sitting on this and going, I feel it in my body, but I feel nervous. And also it costs money. Like, yes, this is a lot of overhead to put on an event like this. Um, and we have some amazing speakers and performers that are going to go inside like little magicians inside the heart molecules (laughs) and do their work. And I just want to say, we need every woman. We need every woman to step into that fear and to step into motion and to know that when we want to ignite and when we want to shift and when we want to show up, we've got to change our environment. That's the one thing we can do that will help make a difference in our growth. And so this place is a container. It's a container and environment where you can actually access this mm-hmm. and the fear is going to be there. It's going to be there. It always will be there. And that is your invitation. That is your going, you're in the right spot. This is your next step. And I do want to say too, because I do value money <laughs> because I've been with $47 to my name. And if I were listening and I had maybe, you know, just a little bit of money and I'm a single mom or, you know, I, I know that like I would want to be there, but I'd be like, Hey, I've got mouths to feed, <laughs> you know? This is what I can guarantee you is that I back this with a hundred percent money back guarantee so that if you know, after day one, you're like, 
mm, I know this hasn't really shifted me and my life isn't going to be shifted. You come to one of any of the volunteers and we will refund your money right mm, there. Because this that. is because I know, I know it's going to be something that's going to totally shift so that you can show up. You can actually be in ownership of receiving more abundance. You can be in more ownership of receiving the relationship you're striving for and the love that you're striving yes. for for yourself and that you're willing to receive in this lifetime. Yes. Well, I mean, there, th- how can there possibly be any objections with a money back guarantee? And ladies, you've heard me say this before, you invest in yourself. That is the highest R- ROI ever. I have never invested in myself and not experienced a return in investment. Even if I, like I hired a coach earlier this year, expensive coach, wasn't the right coach for me at all at all. However, what I learned in that whole dynamic of it not being the right fit and things I had to speak and things I had to learn and things I had to see and the pattern it revealed to me, it was worth it. So you never know what you're going to get. But I also know your event is going to be 1000% worth it. I I think that people leaving are going to go, I would have paid double for that <laughs> because it was priceless. And you also have some cool giveaways. Tell tell people a little bit more about some of the things oh, that are going to be happening. Is, yeah. So we'll make sure all of your followers, Christine, because we're in the works right now. We have so many sponsors and so many amazing companies coming together to make this fun and do this fun little like giveaway. And when I say little, it's not actually little talk. I'm talking Range Rover is one of the things. I know. I know it's kind of insane. And that's also another testament of this whole movement, but it's going to, when we launch this, we'll make sure you hear about it, Christine. So all your followers can get in on the fun contest. It will probably be in about three more weeks because we are, we keep getting more people going, I want to donate this and I want to donate this. Amazing. Like, let's make this the funnest contest out there because it is a huge message, right? So let's make it fun. Let's make it just, you know, why not? (laughs) I love it. I will make sure I get you all that information because I actually don't have a link to it yet because more stuff keeps coming in. So uh, we will put a cap on it in about three weeks so that we can just go ahead and move forward with the contest. Okay. And tell everybody the dates, the location, tell them the URL on the site, even though we'll put it, we'll put it in the notes as well. Give them all all the things, Jeanette, all the things. All right. Well, take (laughs) out your pen and paper because we are already three fourths sold out. Um, it sell, it went to three, four sold out in two weeks. So I'm just telling wow. you to write this URL down. It's the rise Um, super simple, the rise It will tell you a little bit more about it. Like I said, we have some secret speakers that we haven't listed on the website yet and performers, but, um, yeah, that's where you're going to go. It's October 13th and 14th in Denver, Colorado, this year, we're ready to rock and roll and we want you to be there. I want you guys to be there too. It would be so amazing. I know a lot of my listeners are already going. I've already gotten a couple of people on Instagram saying, I'm going to rise. I can't wait to see you there. So come <laughs> you guys. You're going you're gonna to also hear from my dear soul sisters, Alexi Panos, Lori Harder, and then some awesome surprise speakers. I kind of maybe know who one of them is and it's like, like really, 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 really amazing. <laughs> And it's it's just going to be fun too. You know, I think that as women, we are craving connection and we're craving tribe and we're craving coming together. And 
it's like, it, like I said, it's going to be an activation. You're not going to be able to be there among thousands of incredible women and not have a vibrational shift. Like it's just going to be impossible. So yeah. just coming and being in the energy of it is going to do massive things. Even if you don't meet one person, even if you, if you just sat in the audience and sat in the crowd, yeah. you'd have an activation. So <laughs> absolutely, come, you know, get somebody to watch the kids, come with your girlfriends, enroll people to come with you, make it a girl's trip. You know, Denver is such a great place to be oh, in that time yeah. of year. So yes, yes, yes. Come play with us. And Danette, I just, again, I want to acknowledge you for being someone who truly, you embody the RISE movement. You embody mm -hmm. the RISE movement. And what I love is that the way that you embody and define RISE is we're not rising up above anybody else. It's not a better than thing. It's that we're all rising up to the truth of who we are. And the more we each individually rise up, the more we help lift each other up. So thank you for rising in your own life. And as you do, bringing so many of us up with you. Uh, thank you, Christine. It's been an honor to be with you tonight. Thank you. Hey, everybody, if you like this show, then step into Heather Dubrow's world every Friday on Podcast One. She's talking to fabulous guests like stars from Queer Eye and YouTube and so many more. You don't want to miss it. Check out Heather Dubrow's world at Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. Also remember to rate and review her show and of course, this one as well. If you're looking to buy a car, you're probably familiar with terms like MSRP. You might even know what it stands for, but what does it actually mean? The same goes for invoice, list price, and dealer price. It's enough to confuse anybody. All you're really looking for is a price that actually means something. Introducing True Price from True Car. Now you can know exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including fees and accessories, before you even get to the dealership. True Car dealers will show you the true price on cars like the one you want, all from the comfort of home. And how do you know if your true price is a great price? Well, because True Car shows you what other people paid for the same car you want. And your certified dealers know this, so they set their true price competitively so they can win your business. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. All right, everybody, that's the show for today. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, much love and many blessings.